Good morning, this is Sig Sheeler, pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. That's right, today is the inaugural show for the 2011 Sprint Cup Championship Series. As you know, they'll be racing at Daytona this weekend, and we wanted to kick things off right with the greatest race in stock car racing and start the show off for the year. Uh, I will be coming to you each and every week, and we'll be talking nothing but NASCAR. That's right. We'll talk NASCAR. We'll talk nationwide, get into the trucks as we need to. But I really, my objective of this show is to do basically the objective of pregame, inform betters, get them reliable, experienced information, uh, help them learn how to win betting on NASCAR. NASCAR is growing in fan base, and it has grown over the years. And with that, more and more people are wanting to start betting on NASCAR. Uh, betting on NASCAR, it's kind of a new proposition. A lot of folks really haven't st- haven't started betting on NASCAR yet. They're they're wanting to find a sport in the off seasons that they can be successful at. And our objective here is to get you the most winning information that it is out there on the web. Uh, my my experience goes back to the mid to late '90s betting on NASCAR and and setting lines with some of the locals. And that's really been my experience. I've I've been a winner ever since I've started posting at Poster Plays, and the winning carried over to pregame. We've had a lot of exceptional seasons, greater than 25% return on our banks. So 2011, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to having you guys listen, stop in and listen, make comments, ask questions, talk about topics that you'd like to have covered on the show. Uh, as we grow and, and, and get bigger, our, our objective would be to get some guests on here, get some expertise besides myself. There are so many of uh, really good, reliable guys in the forums, expert handicappers that uh, NASCAR is one of their fortes. They have that niche. So, you know, guys like uh, Greg Shaker, for one, and Rocky Atkinson, of course, longtime friend of mine, delivery man, and uh, Chapel Hill. There's a few other guys that I'm not mentioning, and I apologize. But So those are some of the other experts that you can turn to in the forums to get great winning advice. Uh, again, this is Sig Sheeler at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. This is Kasig Sheeler at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. To kick the first show off, uh, we're going to talk about three primary topics today. The first topic will be the Sprint Cup Championship Series future odds. Those are going to be odds that are out there available to you to bet prior to the season. Obviously, you can bet those throughout the season. Uh, but, but to start the season, we always come with our Sprint Cup Championship Series odds. We'll discuss the new point standings that uh, NASCAR has implemented for the year 2011. There's been a change up there. The fans have 
kind of demanded a change. NASCAR really looked at that in the offseason, and they made a, they, I think they've made a very good change. We'll get into talking about that in our uh, next segment, and then we'll finish the show off today. Of course, it is Daytona week. Uh, Daytona race is coming up this Sunday. You'll be able to check that out on uh, February the 20th. I believe the start time is at 1.15. We'll get into talking about Daytona a little bit later. There's been some things going on with the uh, with the Gatorade duels this week, and at the time of this recording, uh, they currently are uh, in progress. So I wanted to get the show out to you guys early in the week so that you had some time to digest all the information and be prepared for Sunday when the series starts. Again, this is Kay Sigsheeler. Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. So we'll go ahead and get into the first uh, portion of the show, and that is the Nextel Sprint Cup Championship Series future odds. Obviously, last year was uh, the year of Jimmy Johnson. He was the he was the winner, defending champion of five times. Uh, he is the hands-on favorite again for 2011. And a lot of folks out there may be saying, you know, there really isn't any reason to bet on Jimmy Johnson. There's no value betting on Jimmy Johnson. And I'm one of those guys that says, you know what, Jimmy Johnson is a winner. He's proven he's a winner. He's dominating the sport right now. And I just feel like there's no reason not to invest a little bit of money in Jimmy Johnson because you're going to get a 3-1 to one return on Jimmy Johnson out there right now. So, it is, uh, to me, kind of crazy to, to not even consider Jimmy Johnson when you look at a season futures bet. He is racing with Rick Hendrick Motorsports. Hendrick Motorsports has made some changes uh, to the pit crews throughout the team. Uh, you've got uh, uh, Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and, of course, Mark Martin, who supposedly will be in his final season on the number five car. Casey Kane will be moving to the five car next season. I'm not really going to get talking about uh, Casey Kane, but he's he's over on the number four car with the uh, Red Bull Racing uh, Toyota. He's racing a Toyota this year. He left Rich, Richard Petty Motorsports last season, and he will be, again, racing that four, number four Toyota, which was last year the uh, the number 82 car. Uh, not to me, not a lot of value betting on Casey Kane. I think he's going to struggle this year. I think he's going to get some. He's going to be frustrated. There will be a few tracks that I think they can run well at, and uh, we'll look at them race by race. But really, the focus right now is on Rick Hendrick Motorsports. Jimmy Johnson, three and a half to one. Chad Knauss is the the pit crew chief there, and there's no reason to think that they can't compete again for another championship series. Uh, Jeff Gordon, of course, uh, had some struggles last year. There were a couple of races he sh- he could have won. Currently, you can find him out there ten to one. He he's one of the all time. Uh, I think he's the most act- he's the all time winning active driver that is in the Sprint Cup Championship Series right now. So of course, you know a lot of experience there. I know they were very disappointed. I think they're looking for things to turn around. You can find him out there at ten or eleven to one. Dale Earnhardt Jr. currently a lot, you know, one of the one of the most popular driver in the sport. Uh, he's got a huge fan base. He's struggled for the last three years, and right now he's out there 40, 45 to one at most places. 
Now, uh, when you're looking at, at betting these season futures, you want to try to find the absolute best line you can get that's on the board. There's a lot of offshore uh, books that offer lines. Uh, I'm not going to tell you which book you should go with. Five Dimes has been extremely good. Of course, uh, bet Chris out there. You can you can get uh, good odds with them. They're very they're very sharp lines. And then, of course, uh, for the Sprint Cup Championship Series, sorry about that, uh, Five Dimes. Uh, the Greek has always been very good. Uh, those are a few of the shops I've looked at. Bet Jamaica has these lines. Uh, you know, I like to go with, I use Chris because they are kind of the standard in, in each and every week. I, I, I do a lot of betting with Chris. And although the lines are sharp and shaded, you can, you know, of course, these, these odds are available at Bodog, Bet Us. Uh, so, you know, there, there are other alternatives out there than what's available. But I always go with Chris because they are the standard for the rotation uh, each and every Sunday. But uh, for the season futures, you want to find the absolute best line you can get. There's no reason to uh, reduce your uh, odds return by going with, a shop that doesn't offer the best uh, best lines. So uh, we were talking about Rick Hendrick Motorsports with uh, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and of course Mark Martin in the five car. Uh, right now you can get Mark Martin. He's about uh, 20, 20 to 1, 22 to 1 at most places. Uh, I don't see a ton of value in, in betting on Mark Martin. Uh, but we'll be looking at those throughout the week. And on Sunday, again, I will publish my standard NASCAR thread in the forums that everybody will be able to check out. I'll have my season future bets along with my Daytona race day card. Now, one of the other teams that struggled last year, and you can't really say Rick Hendrick Motorsports struggled, but there were a few of the teammates that did. A few of the drivers, like Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr., has been struggling a lot. Mark Martin didn't have that that good of a year last season. Uh, he had a great year two years ago. Uh, we were looking for things to improve for him last year, and they, they didn't happen. I don't know quite what's going on, but it seems like Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson – uh, have really set the pinnacle extremely high. A lot of race teams are trying to compete with them, and they're not having a lot of success. The only other team that truly has had success in competing against them has been the Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, Joe Gibbs Racing consists of Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, and Joey Logano. Uh, Logano really hasn't had much success. He's, he's young in his career. Uh, he's driving that number 20 car from Home Depot. And But really the racer to look at when you're wanting to look at a season futures, and that's Denny Hamlin. He had a great year last year. He competed all the way up to the end of the season. And uh, he's out there at six, six and a half to one right now for the year. So we'll be looking at Hamlin. We'll also be looking at Kyle Busch uh, driving that 18 car. Uh, it's the M&M's Mars car. Uh, you know, I, I don't get into talking too much sponsorship, but that's kind of, you know, how you can identify with each one of the drivers out there if you're new to NASCAR. Uh, so Kyle Busch, 
He has some really good runs. He's been dominant at different times during the season. He just has not been able to put together a full season to compete for that Sprint Cup Championship Series. So we'll be looking at Kyle Busch, though. He's, he's, he's a good race driver. He's improving. I think he's starting to mature a little bit. You saw some of that last season, but he's still a little bit uh, volatile at times, and you can never tell. He seems like the driver to me that has an exceptional run or he's way back in the pack. So Kyle Busch, though, always worth a look. Of course, his brother uh, has changed from the two-car, the Miller Lite uh, Dodge, uh, and that's where Brad Kozlowski will be racing that with the Roger Penske team. Uh, Kurt Busch goes to the 22 car. And, you know, at first I was thinking this might be a mistake by Penske. I'm not sure what they're thinking. Uh, but, I, I, you know, Kurt Busch is an incredible driver. Like him, love him, whatever it is, hate him. Uh, he's got a mixed fan base. He, I like Kurt Busch. I think he drives an extremely uh, – he's gotten so much better over the years. Uh, he needs to put together some races. He had some wins last year. He's been there, you know, a top ten driver pretty frequently. Uh, he's ma- He made some mistakes last season that cost us on a few races. But right now, Kurt Busch, uh, you can get him a 20-1 on the season. Now, I'm not sure if he's really worth – uh, a wager at 21, we'll be looking at him. I think there's some other teams out there that have a better shot of competing against Hendrick. Uh, and one of those teams is the Roush team. Uh, of course, Roush, Fenway, Ford. Uh, they have uh, Carl Edwards, Greg Biffle, Matt Kenseth. And, uh, you know, those are, the t- those are the primary drivers over at Roush, Fenway. Exceptional drivers. Uh, didn't get a lot of wins last year. Carl Edwards kind of came on towards the end of the season. I think that uh, Carl Edwards right now, yeah, he is. He's a six to one, uh, seven to one favorite out there uh, for the season Sprint Cup Championship Series. Uh, he's the favorite within Roush to uh, compete for the Nextel Sprint Cup Championship Series, and of course, he's driving the '99 car. Uh, Carl Edwards, he runs really well. Uh, at just about every track. He's a, he's a great driver. I like Carl Edwards, but I really like Greg Biffle. I think there's some value uh, possibly with Greg Biffle. We're going to be looking at him. He's a 15-1 to 1 on the year. Uh, Matt Kenseth matching those odds also at 15-1. to 1. So Matt Kenseth, of course, he drives a 17 car, and Greg Biffle is in the 16 car. So these are these are some of the drivers that uh, that, that I feel like can compete uh, the Roush Fenway Ford, they've made some changes in that camp. They are driving extremely well towards the end of the year. Greg Biffle competed in the early part of last season, kind of fell off, came back on later on in the year. Matt Kenseth didn't really put together any, any strong runs last year, uh, but he was there. They were all in the chase. They all made the chase. Uh, it, it's just a team that is on the verge of having a breakthrough. And once Fenway, Roush Fenway, starts to put together some wins, you'll see them winning consecutively. They'll win race after race after race. That's what I'm expecting from Roush Fenway. So the, there's been a little bit of change to the schedule on the year. You need to look at the schedule uh, to kind of you know compare races, look ahead. Uh, the dri- there are certain drivers that race really well at certain tracks. Like, for instance, Hamlin is extremely uh, strong on short tracks. Uh, Jeff Gordon's strong on short tracks. 
there's another driver out there that's great on short tracks, and that's Tony Stewart. Uh, Stewart Haas Racing, uh, of course, Tony Stewart and Ryan Newman. Uh, there's just two cars in that camp. That you know they didn't have a very strong year last year, like kind of sophomore wolves, as you would say. But Tony Stewart out there is going to get a look from me. He's he's twelve to one, ten to one at most places. Uh, Ryan Newman, not really any shot at winning the, the Sprint Cup Championship Series. He's a very long shot at sixty to one. So, but but I do think that you'll see an improvement from Stuart Haas Racing this season as they start to learn a little bit more about the car, uh, putting together some strong races. I think that uh, Tony Stewart can compete. Uh, of course, you know he's always a favorite down in Daytona to win. And uh, I think it would be great if he could kick off Daytona with a win. Now, also, Richard Childress Racing is the other primary team. So we've talked about Rick Hendrick Motorsports, Roush Fenway. We've talked a little bit about Roger Penske, uh, Roush Fenway Ford. And then, of course, Rick Hendrick uh, is, is uh, or excuse me, Richard uh, Childress Racing is the other team, RCR, where you have Kevin Harvick, Jeff Burton, and Clint Boyer. Very strong team. They had a great year last year. Again, all the drivers were in the chase, whereas the previous season, none of them made the chase. So they've made some major improvements over there. Kevin Harvick was competing for the series all the way up to the final lap last season. So uh, there's no reason. He, he led for a lot of the year last year in the point standing. I think he was really leading almost the entire season. So Kevin Harvick is a strong candidate to compete. Again, he's got a little change of sponsorship over there. It doesn't mean anything. The car's the same. Team's the same. Not making a lot of changes over there. Uh, you know, Richard Childress is a strong team to compete this year. Kevin Harvick 10-1 to 1 right now. So Kevin Harvick, Tony Stewart, Jimmy Johnson, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, those are the ones I'm going to be taking a close look at, obviously. They're the dominant racers. They've been in the chase. Uh, they're the ones that you want to look at and try to identify the value. Now, what we're going to do to balance our risk is to uh, limit our, a specific amount that we bet each season on these Sprint Cup Championship Series futures. Uh, what I mean by that is we're bankroll better. I'm a bankroll better. That's what I'm going to teach here within this uh, podcast series is bankroll betting. You start the season with a specific amount of dollars that you're willing to risk for the season, and you will bet by percentages uh, on the win bets or futures bets, and you'll also bet by percentage on head-to-head -head, uh, races. So the head-to-heads are when one driver's matched against another driver, they give you a series of a set of odds, just like betting money line. Uh, so that's that's what we will do. We'll bet percentage. Uh, it'll be clearly posted in my threads. You can follow along. Those that have been following along and have duplicated my race cards, my race day cards have been extremely successful over the past 15 years betting NASCAR. So I would you know, encourage each one of you to get into the thread, talk to me, discuss anything, ask questions. That's what I'm here for. Uh, hopefully this, this podcast will educate you, uh, give you the kind of winning advice that you need to get a little bit of an edge on the book. And again, NASCAR is an extremely long season. It's a 36 
uh, race season uh, that that we'll be experiencing, and we're going to get into talking about the point uh, point standings next. There's been a change there, uh, but for now, uh, that we. We'll be looking at these things again on Sunday for the Daytona 500. You can check out my thread. I'll have all my season futures bets, and, and I would advise you to, to follow along. Last year we did win with Jimmy Johnson, obviously the favorite. He was the favorite last year, but we collected it 3-1, to one, and we were happy to collect it 3-1. to one. Again, this is Kasig Sheeler, pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. NASCAR Weekly, and I am your host, Sig Sheeler, here at pregame.com. For the second portion of the show, it is going to be a brief portion. We're going to talk about the Nextel Sprint Cup Championship Series point system for 2011. NASCAR has implemented a new point system for the year beginning this week in Daytona. Uh, the new point system awards points in one-point increments with race winners earning 43 points plus three bonus points for the win. Now, they've kind of simplified the point system. Uh, there is a field of drivers at each race, and, of course, the, the winner gets 43 points, and the last place finisher, 43rd place, will earn one point. So they go in one-point increments. Uh, you still will earn an extra point for leading a lap, and then, of course, one driver who leads the most laps gets one point. So the max a driver can win in any one race would be 48 points. Uh, teams that fail to qualify for a race will not get any owner points, but NASCAR will track the number of attempts. Uh, no word on how ties will be broken after five races when the owner's points go into effect. So we'll be waiting to hear from NASCAR on that. Uh, the new the new Sprint Cup champion chase for the Cup system uh, includes 12 drivers, the top 10 in points following race number 26, which is the cutoff race for the chase. Uh, the final two spots will be determined by the number of wins during the first 26 races. So I, I really like this concept uh, that you're going to be awarded for the amount of wins that you have, and it can help you get into the chase. It's not just going to be a point-based system. Um, of course, you know, obviously with this, you know, if you're, if you're winning races, you're going to be in the lead anyway. You're going to be up there towards the front because you'll be gaining all these points. Uh, but the final two spots uh, will be determined by those wins during the first 26 races. Uh, positions 11 and 12 are what they want to call wild card qualifying spots, and they'll go to non-top 10 ranked drivers with the most wins. So, but, but again, the key is they're going to have to be ranked in the top 20 in points. So they have kind of merged the points with the wins, uh, get you into the chase. Uh, ties will be broken by point positions, uh, then by second place and third place and fourth place and top five finishes, of course. The top 10 chase drivers will be seeded based on the number of wins during those first 26 races, with each win worth three bonus points. So if you're the dominant driver, you're going to be in the lead during the chase. You'll be uh, placed in the, in the number one seed, kind of like in a playoff system. Uh, so many different sports out there are going to this playoff system, and, and this, is, uh, this is NASCAR's spin on point system. 
the wild the wild card drivers, the 11th and 12th spots, will not receive any bonus points for wins, but they will be seated 11th and 12th. So the top twi- uh, excuse me, the top 12 drivers will be reset to 2,000 points at that time. With drivers one through 10, will get three bonus points per win. So if you're if you've been winning the majority of races and you have the most points, uh, you'll get the 2,000 points, and then you'll be awarded three bonus points per win, and you then obviously would be the number one uh, spot in the chase. So that's kind of what we've got to look forward to this year. I think it creates a little bit more excitement uh, for the whole year because I think it gives everybody a lot of equal opportunity. You can be a strong driver, not necessarily winning, and still be there. Uh, I, I think that you know, you know, looking at these, you're going to be winning based on top fives, top ten finishes. So drivers that are consistently winning or in the top five or top ten are going to be awarded. They're going to have a lot of points, and you know, it just makes sense that the NASCAR has gone to this type of system. And uh, I'm very excited. I think the drivers are excited. I think the teams are excited, and I think it's going to be uh, one of the one of the best things that uh, that NASCAR has done in recent years. Uh, for the system and for the sport, uh, it, it creates uh, a very competitive uh, field throughout the year. And I believe, you know, you really have to consider this when you're looking uh, each and every race day. Uh, you're looking at who you're going to bet on, uh, who who has uh, who, who who competes strongly at one track over another track. really it comes into play when you're wanting to bet on season future bets obviously you have to take some things into consideration Uh, drivers that are consistent top five finishers but not necessarily getting all the wins those are drivers that can compete down the stretch in those final 13 or excuse me those final uh final 10 races for the chase and uh have a chance to come on strong towards the end of the year and and win now so we've talked about Sprint Cup Championship Series future bets. We've talked a little bit about this point system change for the year 2011. Uh, in the next series, we will be talking nothing but Daytona, as everybody is excited, looking forward to Daytona. Uh, again, get into the forums, ask questions. This is a interactive podcast, even though I don't have any guests on the show at this time, but we want to get people talking NASCAR in the forum here at pregame.com. Uh, our objective is to inform betters, uh, get them ready to start betting on NASCAR, and more importantly, uh, we want these guys to win betting on NASCAR. So that's what we've got to look forward to. Again, this is Sig Sheeler, pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to NASCAR Weekly. I am your host, K. Sig Sheeler. Uh, for the final segment, again, this is the time we're going to talk Daytona 500. It's nothing but NASCAR. Uh, Daytona Week is here, and we are going to run uh, the 53rd uh, annual Daytona 500. It is a 200-lap event around the track, and uh, the winner of that race will get the coveted Harley J. Earl Trophy. So this is the Great American Race. Uh, The defending champion is uh, Jamie McMurray. 
as you know, last season on Today in Sports Betting, I I picked uh, Jamie McMurray at fifty to one. At that time, he ended up going off at thirty to one. Uh, this year, uh, oddsmakers have caught on to the uh, restrictor plate racing success over there at Chip uh, at Ganassi Racing, and uh, one of the things. He's 10 to 1 out there right now. So a lot of value got sucked out of Jamie McMurray after last year racing that number one car. Uh, but but still worth a look. He's there. He's he's been extremely successful on these restrictor plate tracks. And I I, I just feel like anybody can win at Daytona. I, you you've heard me say this before, you've seen me write about it in the threads. Daytona, you Honestly, it's a great race to watch, but you can you can get into the uh, to watching the Daytona 500 at, and catch the last five laps, and that's all you need to see because everything's going to come down to the very end. It, it always does. Uh, the way NASCAR's uh, developed this race, put this race together, anybody can compete. You could win on a bump draft from the 16th spot on the final lap. There's just it's who you're going to make friends with, who you're going to draft with. Uh, you're going to be there in the end. You need to have good set of tires, uh, you know, enough gas, good set of tires, and be in the mix in the end, and you have a chance of winning this race. That that's really what's so exciting about this because um, there's anybody's got an opportunity to win. So uh, there really isn't a bad bet on anybody when you're betting on <laughs> the Daytona 500. But, uh, you know, so enough of my rambling. For, for this segment, it's Daytona 500. Uh, again, I'll be going for my third straight Daytona winner after sweeping both events last season. I, and I, Again, I did, I did the, the July winner last year on Today in Sports Betting, too. So plugging myself a little bit here. Uh, very excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, in the last eight years of the Daytona 500, the race has been dominated by Chevy. Uh, and Chevy really has dominated the uh, the early practice sessions. So Chevy again is is the team to beat when you're in Daytona right now. Uh, Chevy's dominated, but winning six of the past eight 500s. Uh, a Ford won in there with Matt Kenseth, and there was a Dodge winner in there. I, I, I off the top of my head, I don't know who that is right now. Uh, forgive me for that, but. Uh, Kurt Busch driving a Dodge. He's probably the best Dodge that you have to pick from right now. But he won the Bud Shootout uh, on Saturday night, the 12th. Uh, he started in the 17th position, and he's in the 22 car. Now, you know, I was raising my eyebrows at Roger Penske when he made a decision to uh, replace Kurt Busch in the number two car. Gave that to Brad Kaz- gave that right over to Brad Keselowski, and um, and then Kurt Busch obviously is in this twenty two car. So it, it was the first time a Dodge had ever won the shootout. So you know maybe there's something to be said about the shootout and winning that shootout and your chances of staying in the field. Now Kurt Busch has had some success at Daytona 500. He's just never won it. So, you know, he, he's, uh, and I'll get into talking a little bit statistics later on and, and some of the stats, though. I have all kinds of different things out there. But uh, this Sunday, February 20th, 2011, you'll be able to catch it on Fox. It begins at 1 Eastern time. Uh, if you're out on the road and you're not able to catch it on TV, you can listen in at Motor Racing Network, uh, or over at Sirius Satellite NASCAR Radio Channel number 128. So that's where you can uh, get the coverage of the race. It's uh, it's going to be a great 
great race. You know, last year was dampened a little bit by the uh, the pothole event, but uh, you know they they took that after the the July race. They resurfaced the track. Don't expect any kind of tire problems from what I've been hearing out of uh, the guys that have had some practice runs down there. I don't believe tires will be an issue, but tires will be needed at the end of the race, as always, fresh tires. But I think there's going to be a little bit of strategy that you haven't seen in recent years where guys that maybe take two tires over taking four tires towards the end of the race just to get some positioning, uh, get up front for that final couple laps, it may make a difference because I don't know if they're going to need four set, you know, four fresh tires on those cars when they get to run in the in the, in the last few uh, laps of this of this race. It'll be interesting to see what kind of strategies go in there. Of course, I can't predict that. I'm not on one on one with any of these crew chiefs. I'm not going to claim to be some inside expert. But what I do know is I've had a lot of success betting on NASCAR, and I'm going to transfer that information over to you guys this season. And I hope you'll follow along because I look forward to this being one of the best seasons ever. Uh, now, in July, that race was won by Kevin Harvick. Uh, he's up there as one of the favorites again this season to compete. He actually he is the favorite right now because, uh, you know, coming off that win last time around, uh, there's just no reason to think that Kevin Harvick isn't going to uh, possibly repeat and do back-to-backs. He's been very strong in Daytona. He's had some success with these restrictor plate races. Uh, the, these particular tracks Kevin Harvick runs well on, he's like 6-7-1 to one right now. Uh, so he's the hands-on favorite. And, uh, you know, now it's interesting because over Rick Hendrick, uh, Jeff Gordon is probably, not probably, he is uh, the leading active driver uh, among all the racers out there. He leads with the most wins at Daytona. And, of course, then that sets up that he's got the most top five finishes. Uh, Kurt Busch, although has no wins, he's next in line with nine top finishes among active drivers. So the shootout winner, Kurt Busch, is second in top five finishes among all active drivers. Uh, now, this week for the running, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. earned the pole, and he's, he's in the front row with Jeff Gordon, who, you know, is probably actively the best uh, Daytona driver of all time, although Tony Stewart does lead all drivers with the most laps led in Daytona, uh, followed by Bill Elliott and Michael Waltrip. So, you know, you've got a few of the primary guys that we've talked about earlier in the show that have a strong opportunity to win uh, the Daytona 500. They've had success there. They, they, they're all driving Chevys with the exception of Kurt Busch. So, you know, now that is just, you know, you can't look at Daytona 500 and not put your money on a Chevy. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. will start from the pole. Now, the way they do things at Daytona, the qualifying was on Sunday. Dale Earnhardt Jr. won. Jeff Gordon was second. Those two spots are the only fixed spots right now. That's That creates the front row for the Daytona 500. Now what they do is they go and they run these uh, these Gatorade dual races. So based on how well you performed on Sunday in the qualifying, the official qualifying will place you in your specific seed for the, the Gatorade dual races, which take place this Thursday, 
February 17th. You can watch that on the Speed Channel. It begins at 2 Eastern Time. Uh, Pre-race coverage starts at 1 o'clock. And the field, the rest of the field for the Daytona 500 gets set based off of uh, your finish in these Gatorade dual races. And what they are is there's two races. They're each 150 miles. And the, the, the drivers are seated prospectively among uh, how they came into the qualifying uh, on Sunday. So look for that. If you aren't off and you're not able to catch uh, the actual live races as they're occurring, at uh, at two o'clock Eastern time, they, I believe they're going to have a replay at either eight Eastern or nine Eastern on Thursday night that you can catch that. And and it's always good to watch those races to see how well drivers are performing. Uh, you know, some guys don't necessarily give everything they've got uh, for the qualifying. In at Daytona 500, honestly, you don't have to start at the front of the pack. Uh, I want to say there's been 10 drivers all time. You guys that are experts on that, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's 10. It could be 9 that have ever won from the pole. So this will be the 53rd race. So from 52 races they've run, uh, I believe it's 9 drivers have won from the pole in the history of the Daytona 500. So, you know, the odds of winning from the pole, they're not all that great. Uh, I don't have a calculator to figure out what those odds would be, but uh, it's, it's not a great uh, number of odds that, that you have betting on uh, the pole winner. So the last time somebody won from the pole, uh, it was Dale Jarrett in 2000. He did it with an 88 Ford Taurus, uh, with the number 88 Ford Taurus. Uh, and, of course, uh, Jeff Gordon did it the year prior to that. So Jeff Gordon has had success from running up front. It all comes down to the very end of this race. Who's going to be there? Who's going to make friends? Who's going to get in there and bump draft with one another? And, and basically, who gets the best restarts? I think that's what really, if you go back and you look at the July race, when Kevin Harvick won that race, it was all about restarts. Jamie McMurray was there again in that race. I wasn't expecting him to be there, but he was in that race in July, and it was all in the restarts. Kevin Harvick got good restart, and he won the race. So, I mean, it's basically going to come down to that again uh, for this particular race. Uh, now, going back, talking a little bit about some of the other drivers uh, and some of the odds for this race, not to just go down the list that's on the board, but basically Kevin Harvick is the favorite. Uh, we mentioned him seven or eight to one. Uh, that is the lowest number that you can find out there for the Daytona 500. That just shows you you've got eight to ones, nine to one, twelve to one, thirteen to ones, fourteen to ones, all the way up to to a hundred to one. You can bet on some of these guys. Uh, but what my point is. Traditionally, there's a favorite in, in a race, and he's about three or four to one in most cases. Uh, six to one, seven to one. Basically, what they're saying is, is they have no idea who's going to win this race. There is no way to predict who's going to win this race. So you can look at Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch is next in line, along with Tony Stewart. Both of those guys, eight, eight and a half to one. Jamie Mack, uh, he comes in next at uh, 11 to one, 10 to one, 12 to one, depending on where you shop around. Uh, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson hanging out at the 13, 14 to one. And then, of course, Denny Hamlin is also at 15 to one. Clint Boyer, 15 to one. Uh, Jeff Burton, I like Jeff Burton, 25 to one. 
So uh, Juan Montoya, he ran well, but you know what? Montoya made a lot of mistakes last year. He was in a lot of races. He ran really well. He's a great driver, but he makes some really stupid mistakes at certain times of the race that have really cost him. Uh, we won a lot of money last season betting against him on head-to-heads. He comes in at 25-1. to 1. I wouldn't be surprised to see him up there running, uh, running up there, but... But really, again, uh, Matt Kenseth and Greg Biffle, both extreme long shots, 35-1 to 1 for both those racers. Uh, Ryan Newman, a previous Daytona winner, you can grab him at 30-1. to 1. So these are some of the guys that are there. I ran down almost the whole list. Carl Edwards, 15-1, I don't think I mentioned him. So that's basically the entire board we just ran through. Uh, it's, you know, anybody's game, uh, me personally, I'm going to give you my best long shot like I did last year, uh, and I am going to give you one of the guys that I'm looking very hard at uh, for this particular race, but I will finalize my card uh, probably very early on Sunday morning, and then I'll be waiting for the head-to-heads to come out. Once the head-to-head uh, lines come out from Chris, they release those lines, I will uh, publish my race day card along with my season future bets in the in the uh, uh, other sports uh, section here at pregame.com. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of buzz all week long talking uh, Daytona 500. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. Uh, it looks to be a great year. Now, moving forward into the, the show, to, to kind of cap off the, the end of the show for this first inaugural show, uh, what you can expect moving forward from me. I'm going to talk about different betting strategies. I'm going to talk about uh, what I do to break down each one of these races. It's been a long show. I've taken up a lot of your time. I hope you're still here. I'm going to give you that little nugget here shortly. But uh, moving forward, we're going to talk about money management strategies. We're going to talk about things that I actually look at when I'm trying to handicap each one of these races. Uh, I, I do look at practice sessions, I admit, but that's not what I rely on. I rely on historical. I look at, I watch the races very closely. I read as much information as there is out on the web that's possible. Uh, I, I, I follow along on what's going on the week of the race, practice sessions, uh, any news uh, coming out of the camps, rumors, uh, Jay Ski's website, uh, great website. It's basically one of the, the best uh, sites out there. Lots of information from jayski.com. Uh, you can catch that. Uh, and I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I put together notes uh, each racer uh, as the season progresses. I may see a good run out of Greg Biffle at a specific track, and know that he's gonna be running that same setup on another race. And you know, because he's ran so well, he may make my, you know, he becomes one of my leads for that particular race. So those are the types of things we'll talk about throughout the year here on the show. Uh, and I'm really excited. Uh, I hope you're excited. I hope you get involved and come back here. Now for Daytona, the long shot that I'm looking at. And again, I don't want to lower my odds uh, because uh, I, you know I haven't bet this yet. I, I'm still waiting. I'm holding off on betting anything specifically. But right now, this long shot, he's uh, you. You might be able to grab him at 27 to one, but I'm seeing him around town at 25 to one, and that is Jeff Burton. I think Jeff Burton, disappointed last year, another year without a win, but I just think that Jeff Burton, 
is an exceptional racer. I think that he's one of those guys that knows how to win at Daytona. And um, I I believe at 25 to 1, there's some extreme value in betting on Jeff Burton. So no 50 to 1s this year. Uh, you do to get a 25 to 1. That's pretty good. Another uh, bet for the Daytona 500 that I expect this to drop off significantly in a hurry uh, leading up to the race before Friday. I would get this in. Uh, and that's Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon uh, at 13 to 1 looks very attractive to me. Definitely worth a look at the Daytona 500 on that. He's driving in a new uh, paint setup this year. He's got they got a new setup on this particular car. Uh, they did well in qualifying. They ran well in practices. Uh, it's Daytona, and it's Jeff Gordon, and I know a lot of folks hate Jeff Gordon, but you know something? At 13-1, to 1, you start to like him a little bit better each and every time he wins for you. So uh, he let us down last year on several different races. I am looking at him very strong for that Daytona this year. Uh, again, that's Jeff Gordon. He's out there at 13-1. to 1. Again, this is Kashig Sheeler. Thanks for stopping by. This is NASCAR Weekly at pregame.com. We'll see you guys all next week from Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm.